Welcome to Licking Non-Vanilla, a sex-positive hour of talk about kink, sexual mores, and writing dirty words. So grab a cup of cocoa, your favorite easy chair, and the lube as we go sailing into the dark, sweet waters of all things naughty. On Licking Non-Vanilla, with your hosts, Ralph Greco Jr. and M. Christian. Hey kids, welcome to Licking Non-Vanilla once again! Um, just watching those those numbers go by, Chris and I keep thinking of the Thunderbirds. <laughs> uh, you've reached, uh, uh, well, I don't know what it is, it's kind of an, an hour or so of uh, sex-positive meanderings from, from our minds. My name is Ralph Greco Jr., and across the aisle from me, across the country, but not across my heart, very close to my heart, is... Uh, Chris, otherwise known as M. Christian, from Eugene, Oregon. Right. When you, since, um, you know him as M. Christian, but you have to call him <laughs> sir. Uh, <laughs> or M. So today, well, or, you know, or, or God, or whatever you want. <laughs> so, so today, we're lucky enough to have Steve Callow with us. And Steve is from the, well, the CEO of the Perfect Fit Company, actually. And uh, Steve was nice enough to send me some stuff. Um, by the um, when I say stuff, I mean butt plugs, basically. And um, <laughs> did a little research, as we say. Should we say that, Steve? We did re- some, some research and got yeah. into them. <laughs> or they so, got into so, you, actually. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, Steve, uh, you know, I got to tell you, these these plugs are quite well made. But I also want to use the word formidable, if I might. Is that the right word? Do you think to use them with them? Yeah, so yeah, so there's a there's a million butt plugs on the market. Right. And if if you don't know anything about our philosophy of the company, everything we design is usually from a fresh perspective. It's not intentionally to just do something different. It's always because we feel like there's an opportunity to improve something. But at the same time, when it comes to butt plugs, there's so many trainer kits on the market. I felt like let's let's this whole line X play is intended to be for the more experienced user. So we thought we'd make a plug that's going to be for the person who's already a little bit experienced. Even though we have a so-called trainer kit there, you'll notice that there's still pretty large plugs in the trainer kit compared to what other trainer kits might be. And mm-hmm. the, the concept of the design was, of course, we've introduced this new feature, the finger grip, which we can talk about. Yeah. But like Absolutely. you said, the plugs are big. <laughs> they're long. They're, they, they fill you up. They're designed to be a, a, a more of a... You know, a filler-up plug, not just a stopper, right? Right. right. That's inter- that's an interesting way of saying. I didn't even think about that filler-up as as opposed to just a stop. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. So, Chris, <laughs> did you see the? Do you see that when I sent you the pictures? You saw the um, yes, the finger yes. grip, right? Yes, they look great. I love that feature. That's wonderful. Because there's one thing about butt plugs: getting them in is one thing, but often getting them out is another. And that's really quite cool. I like that feature. Yeah, it is a pretty good. It, it, and that that. That little catch there is very strong. It's as strong as the rest of the plug. Sure, it's not just little wimp, this little wimpy, you know, loose little feature that you can't get the plug. It's as strong and it's you know as formidable again as the plug. You know? Right, it's designed for both for for both making it easier to enter. You know, to to place the plug in, but also to take it out. But mostly, really, I designed that feature because it's hard for a person with who's 
engaging in solo play to often get yeah. a plug-in because mm -hmm. trying to grip the bass, especially if you have lube on your hands, no you know, it's kind of hard to do and you kind of have to grip the back of it or the part that would actually go also against your body as well as the, the front. So it, it, that whole aspect of it makes it difficult to operate. And the finger grip, of course, you just slip two fingers through it. It's a tight little strap. It's not designed to be like, like, a, uh, like a handle. It's not a handle yeah. at all. It's, it's literally a strap that's molded into the plug that you slip your fingers in and it tightly, you know, is uh, held around your fingers and you, you have a good lot of control. It's really designed for two finger use. And Chris, he just, he used, Steve just used a very important word when it comes to um, anal play. And that word was lube. Yes, as exactly. Know, right? yes. I do want to so say, I wish that, I wish everybody would like, you know, take your lead by, yeah, I love the way you're leading by example. I think this should be a standard feature on all, all of them um, because it's a, such a, such a wonderful idea. And that is something that comes yeah. up and you're right, Ralphie. It's like lube, 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 and more lube. I mean, yeah, we say, well, this is something we, we kind of, uh, that's kind of our, I would say our ethos, right? Mm -hmm. we, 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 we say that all the time, but um, so, Steve, tell us about other products too. The other, you, you, Perfect Fit has a lot of stuff going on, and uh, we want right. to talk about the other things you have. Well, we, you know, I, I've been in this industry for 18 years now. I started mm -hmm. with my first company, which was a, a product that I'd come up through traveling myself as a consultant with Accenture. Um, I just felt like I there was an opportunity to improve a port on the portable enema kits. As, you know, for gay men, it's something that's, that's used a lot. And uh, to have a travel-capable feature was just not something that was easily found in the market. And that, mm. that turned out to be quite a successful invention. For I've been making it for 18 years in three different versions now. And that was product mm. number one. I'm now up to right. product 190. And wow. these are all products that I've designed are usually a lot of stuff, first, first of their type. Just like that finger mm. grip, you'd say you wish everyone yeah. sees that on there. No one's ever done that before. So I actually have filed a utility patent on that, oh, which, means, which means that nobody else can use that feature without licensing it from me. So Perfect. a lot of the designs that I've come up with over the years, people have copied, but more what I'm trying to do more than the, you know, critical of them from copying it is really just trying to get a license fee out of, out of them. Oh, so, right. okay. so I have 13 categories. Don't ask me to name them right now. 13 okay. categories of products that were created by our our single launch you know so mm -hmm. we created a product that was interesting to the market other manufacturers started to build on it and that actually has since become a category that where actually you see a bunch of products listed with that particular feature named as a category like a tunnel plug <laughs> you know mm -hmm. tunnel plugs were something i invented uh, probably what 11 years ago and today there's over 300 tunnel plugs on the market from other manufacturers all around the world but, you know, I, though I created it, I never patented it. The name is Trademark Tunnel Plug, so you see other people using the name. I don't have any issue with it at this point. I'm just mm -hmm. glad that that whole concept took off. Mm -hmm. You know, and today, mm -hmm. my, my Tunnel Plug's 11 years, 11 years in the, in, into making them, still sell like crazy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. So, yeah, so we do a lot of products. We sort of have started with the, with the um, in one category, and over the years, uh, we've developed a line of products that, we have strap-ons, we have the sheaths, which we're very well known for. Um, and then we have, of course, a, a, a large number of cock rings, but all specialized in the sense that they all have specific functions and designed to, to really be attractive to certain types of tastes, you know, for mm -hmm. whatever the purpose may be. And let's, uh, we've, got, we've got a lot of things. Is there anything you wanted to talk about? Yeah, specifically, Chris, I was thinking, like, 
in the years he's been in business, and I and we when I did speak to Steve um, in a different interview about this as well, but I want to hear him say it, you know, aloud to our listeners. What's what's for What's the big formidable change, Steve, over the years? You think in, in all the if you can if you can pinpoint one thing in the sex toy world that's changed over the years, for better or worse. Wow, I'm just writing an article right now um, <clears throat> on uh, it's an opinion piece talking about how 15 years ago all the things gay people did would be considered taboo, and in fact they were illegal in some states. Oh yeah. And today they become so mainstream and accepted by everyone, and of course we don't use the labels anymore. We don't have to identify as being gay mm. to do things that someone would have, been, you know, 15 years ago would have identified as being a gay activity. Mm-hmm. And I think that is really what's changed is that the world has opened up to just exploring the body and enjoying the pleasure of it without having to create these so-called labels and having products marketed specifically to a gender as opposed to an experience. An activity, yeah. Yeah. Of course, what do you think about, you know, because coming from, you were in the San Francisco scene for years and years and years, but um, Steve's approach, I think, I, I, I would say that's probably the number one thing that I've seen as well is that there's not, there's not a, it's not so gender specific at this point. You know, I love it. I think it's brilliant. I think Steve, you're, you're, you know, that's great. You know, I'm, I'm still baffled sometimes doing sex toy reviews when someone are like, Oh, it's a toy for fill in the blank. It's just like, you know, come on guys, you know, inclusivity, diversity. I mean, you know, it's, you know, the, the, I'm always surprised when they do that. So hearing you say that it really is universal is wonderful because, you know, that you don't need to say this is a, you know, cup, you know, a, it can be a couple's toy, but it doesn't necessarily be a, you know, a heteronormative couple. It could be anything. So as long as you have the anatomy the toy is built for, no matter what you, what you, what you are, it works perfectly, which I think is great. And you're right. It's like we don't really see that much anymore, or at least very not very often. Is like, you know, here's the, the queer toys, here's the straight toys. You know, though, yeah. again, some companies sort of need to get on the ball. Well, you know, the thing I find about that, that I've learned about that is that is there really is still two sides to it because we launched the world's first female-to-male gender you know, um, sex toys, you know, so mm-hmm. the FTM community never had a toy that was identified as an FTM toy prior to the launch of our Buck Off. And we mm-hmm. do that in conjunction with Buck Angel. And it was a huge success. I mean, it got an enormous amount of press. I mean, it was in mm-hmm. Forbes magazine even, you know, and it continues to be an extremely strong seller. So here we're, we're identifying a product specifically for a, if you will, a gender, someone who identifies as a gender, because specifically mm-hmm. this product was designed to help people become more comfortable with their bodies who are mm-hmm. with that particular identification. But at the same time, I feel like you shouldn't have an FTM section in a store. You should have a masturbator section, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? And then in there you have, and that's what we've done with our website. We've created products and we have products that are masturbators and they're for him and they're for her and they're for, for others, you know? And that's the way I think it kind of it needs to work. I mean, for so many years, because I was, you know, I started out making products that were really would have been labeled gay products. And even my packaging right. was very suggestive that they were gay products. Okay, they were gay products, right? <laughs> uh, you, know, the, you know, what we found is that the, the, the retailers continue to label us that way, but that's not how the consumer sees us. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the consumer buys, like the, one of the most recent mistakes I made again is I, I launched this product line with a, a pretty big name gay porn star um, and because I wanted to be able to have a product that was really going to be 
well adopted in the gay community because there's still some issues sometimes with the packaging that make gay people not want to buy it. And predominantly my, my market's straight, 80% of my customers, I would say are straight or heterosexual couples, you know, mm. um, which surprises a lot of people and it even surprises <laughs> me. But the, but the thing is, is that I found that the, um, there was really no value of having that as a marked as a, or presenting it through a gay, gay sort of uh, positioning in the marketplace because the very first reviews we got on this particular one product were from straight people saying, this is not a gay product. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great product. My, my wife loves it. So, you know, stop doing that. And that's right. that's so even if we have the wisdom not to do it, we still make the mistake and the consumers correct us on that. <laughs> well, you got to be able, I guess that's what it's about, right? Be, be able to pivot if a situation presents itself where um, you can either present the product differently or just have a, um, learn like what you're saying. You're learning all the time, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, so there's um, a bit of, you know, you have to make products that work for the physical genitalia, if you will, yep. you know, it has to, it has to work, but at the same time, then whoever that person is going to have sex with, it may have to be different depending on what they're engaging with, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's getting a little more complicated these days with 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 making one product that sort of suits a lot of needs. And I, I yeah. probably will never totally do that because I'm a I'm a functional designer and a functional inventor. So everything I design and invent is really designed with a specific purpose to improve or create a new sensation that hasn't been done in the marketplace before. And you know, this even from my my original cock armor. I'm, I hope I'm allowed to say that in mine. <laughs> say whatever you want here. Anything you want here. That, that product was, you know, the first product ever designed to actually fit onto your torso as opposed to be a ring that sits around the base of your scrotum and your, and your penis. Mm -hmm. Because that, that when a ring just sits there, it, of course it works in some function, but what the Armored Series product does is it's actually shaped to anchor onto your torso and it actually gave you support. It was like the push-up bra for men. Oh, cool. Yeah, you know, we Lovely never described idea. it. We never described it that way, but the mm -hmm. reviews on that product, when we launched it, are phenomenal. Like, I mean, <laughs> to this day, people write, this, this product's amazing. And it really was just because we, we looked at a different purpose for the product and came up with a different attitude. And it doesn't work that way in my head, by the way. I just come up, this would be cool if I did this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and that actual product, I, I, I hand-carved out of foam because the shape was so complicated before we catted it, you know, mm -hmm. but, but that's really what we learn is once I create these shapes, we say, how, we get the, we get the response from the feedback from the consumers on what they're saying, what they like about it. And this is how we learn to market this product. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, well, that's what it's about, right? I mean, you have to, I, I guess, if, I guess there are those products and services that can, that can go forward without listening to their public because they happen to create something or, or grab the zeitgeist in some way, but but generally speaking, I think if you're out, if you're if you're if you're going through with with blinders on and have a myopic view of what you're doing, I don't know how far you're going to go. You know, just I just mm -hmm. don't think it's possible, especially what you're talking about, what you do. You know. Well, I think one of the challenges we have is being an innovation firm, and I really do believe we've let a lot. Of, we've produced a lot of innovation for this industry. Um, there's always this. There's always the take up curve. You know, so. There's early adopters, people who will buy something new, and they'll mm -hmm. have their experience with it. And if their experience isn't good, it might stall the whole process. But mm -hmm. normally, when we come up with a brand new concept, 
we meet a lot of resistance <laughs> and we often meet we often meet it mostly in the retail networks you know they don't understand why they would introduce something new or they don't know how to sell it you know mm -hmm. so it sits on the shelf and then the best way for us to get it into the hands of the consumer is to sell it through an online retailer who can really do the pitch and then can immediately get reviews. But for instance, like my Zorro strap-on, I could not get the retailers to buy it. They all felt forever that the a multiple part system where you had a, a harness and a separate dong would be a better value for the consumer. And I came in and said, how could that be a better value when you can buy my complete kit for you know $90 and the strap-on and the harness cost $200 and you still have to buy a separate dong if you want to interchange it and mine you just buy yet a different one mm -hmm. and you know the reason why you, i can't do the harness part is because my piece is structured to to anchor onto your pelvis you can't do that with a harness you always have a weak point you always have an intersection between the between the actual dong and the harness and that point is where all the energy is transferred into your body but as well as also the point where everything pivots mm -hmm. and my idea was to remove that junction and build the frame outwards uh, from there. So I have this one piece mold. It's an extremely strong patent that I have on this product. So the longest patent too is 500 pages. <laughs> wow. wow. But it really has proven it took about five years before I could get the retailers to start carrying it because it really took the re online retailers to get the reviews from the consumers for that to start to push. And now those two Zoros that I make are in the top five products that I sell. Cool. But it's taken that long. It's taken that long. And that's the thing, it's like overcoming that resistance. And it's unexpected, I mean, at least for me, um, that the retailers were the ones who are like resisting. It's so frustrating because here you are like rethinking the whole idea of things like a strap on and, you know, really pushing it forward. And then to have the resistance from people you'd think would be like, oh, wow, a new product we can sell. And it's so weird. <laughs> no, it's not that way at all. They have their own views and they've been selling, they, they have their own pitches they've been giving to the customers for so long. And maybe there's also, you know, relationships they have with other manufacturers and they don't want to, you know, jeopardize those in any way. So it takes a long time. You know, it really does. Every single product, like my bumper is an interesting product. Have, we, have you guys heard about that bumper yet? Tell us about it, Steve. So the bumper, it. the yeah. bumper was, this came out of hearing what, hearing discussions and starting, I started doing some research that some people were using my cruiser ring, which is a, was really the first soft, stretchy uh, sort of bulky cock ring on the market mm -hmm. ever. Um, and they were using that just to sort of act as a bit of a cushion for, for hard thrusting. And then I started doing research and I started to realize that there's, a, and my own experience and a lot of other people's I've heard, that sometimes the penis is just too long or too big or too, it's got to bend to it or, or one position hurts versus the other. And I thought to myself, well, this is, this is a real problem because there's going to be experiences. And I was reading about this that, you know, somebody tries anal sex for the first time and it hurts. And then they don't want to try it again with that partner because they're, they're so worried that it's going right. to hurt again. Oh. So the bumper is a product that creates a, a substantial cushion between you and the, and the, the torso of the person wearing it around the penis. It's mm -hmm. actually a carefully designed product so that it can reduce penetration depth by two and a half inches. So, and, and, and it's selectable basically. And what that does is it, I, I talk about it from the guy's perspective. But if you know you're about to hurt your partner and you have to go slowly and you're holding back, um, that's not as much fun as just being able to relax and know mm -hmm. that your partner's enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> and so this product, if you wear it, allows you to feel confident that you're not going to hurt your partner. And of course, your partner, if they know that as well, 
um, then they can relax and they can enjoy it. And it just opens up the experience. And I sort of use the tagline, never hold back again. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's what I named the product. But that was the wrong way to sell it because it's the women who are searching for this product. They have all these reasons to wear the postpartum, you know, uh, there's uh, the whole thing with um, the cervix placement, mm-hmm. certain types of position, anal sex, you know, uh, penises that have curves in them. There's a million reasons to use it. It's the second most searched product on my site. I patented that product. It was the first ever to create something like that. And so, but the funny thing is, though there are as many searches for it, there's still a lot of resistance to buying it. <laughs> it's so interesting, isn't it? It's so it's it is very interesting. I I just think it's it's fascinating to hear this because it's like a side of the sex tech industry I just didn't know about. Which aspect? You mean the whole well, the whole the side? retailer resistance and oh, and, that's and that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, it's just yeah, like sure. you know, I'm I'm like grooving on all these new toys, like the fantastic stuff you're doing, and there's you know other people who are like stretching the limits. But then to to hear that the resistance isn't like. You know, from the public, it's actually from the retailers. That's just like, yeah. which is yeah, interesting. Because you'd think it would be the consumer saying, "Well, this is just something we don't want," or "This exactly. is something we don't or, you know, have been introduced to." Slow what build up, that kind of thing. You know, yeah. Well, I, I think most people are are interested. If they have an interest, they you know they're going to give it a shot or they're going to look at it at least. But you want to at least get it to the point that they can see it, look at it, as opposed mm-hmm. to the retailer won't even present it. You know, which is. Well, part of the challenge, I think, with the retailers is that they only have so much floor space. That's so true. That's they true. want to have products that turn over, that they have experience, that they know are going to sell. Exactly. That's what exactly. they want to put in there. And they want right. products that they know their salespeople know how to sell. Yeah. And, you know, until it gets to the point where the consumer is heard about my product and then actually goes in and starts asking for it, then it's right. still a difficult sale, you know, to the, to the retailer because mm-hmm. they don't really want to do all this pre-selling for you, you mm-hmm. know, and a brand new concept. You know, because a lot of times I think people go into the stores to shop, but they're not really asking the, the salesperson for advice. Listen, my penis is too long. When I start yeah, right. when I'm doing anal sex, you know, right. do you have a product for that? Right. I have that question. Right. <laughs> that's not the query that's happening in, in the retail <laughs> right, space. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, Steve, tell us um, at the end, we have a little bit of time more. I just want to get into what's what's on the horizon for you what, what what's coming like what's in your what's even percolating in your brain at this point that you could tell us about so yeah so the x-play line has been kind of exciting for me brought some mm-hmm. cool concepts you you saw the finger plugs but i also yeah. introduced a new type of ro- a cock ring called a wrap ring which mm-hmm. is basically an elastic band design you sent me some of those yeah mm-hmm. yeah which has tr- proven already to be a huge uh, success i had launched mm-hmm. it as, in, a, in a previous line a few years ago uh, in a different styling, but this new format is really working well for me. But I really want to focus on two new patents that were issued to me. Uh, okay. That focus on a type of strap-on technology that I've invented that will really help guys who have ED. You know, and so this the thing is, most strap-ons are difficult for for the man to put on if his mm-hmm. penis goes inside it, mm-hmm. uh, because they they're the, because of the size, because there's a you know there's there's a really you're creating a vacuum or the, the opposite of a vacuum. You have an air bubble in there when you're trying to get your penis in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just there's a lot of flaws with them. The Zorro was a product that allowed people with ED to put that product on and tuck their penis out so they didn't even have to try and fit it in there. What that did, it also allowed the product to be sized in such a way that it was really accommodating what most people wanted in terms of a size of insertable. Because if you have to make it to fit around a guy's penis, then it's going to be substantially bigger than the average penis, right? Mm. Um, 
So I've, my, my latest patent uh, called the Zorro, Zorro Encore is a two-part system. And that's, I really want to develop this technology because I think it's going to make it easier for people to get a strap-on on and have the penis in the right location. And if you don't have an erection, you're still going to have movement. So one of my big things in my philosophy on design that really showed through on the Fat Boy design, which I launched 11 years ago, it was, the Fat Boy was the very first product that was considered an extender where both people would get stimulation at the same time while using it. It was a revolutionary concept because at that time, extenders were designed really for the receiver's benefit. You enlarge your mm -hmm. size, but the person putting it on didn't get any sensation. Mm -hmm. Well, now I've come up with this new idea is that the, this here we can have a strap on so you don't have to have an erection, but you will still get stimulation. And it's an it's a, it's a interesting concept. It hasn't actually been product tested, <laughs> proof of concept yet. We did prototyping only, mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure it's going to work because I've been playing around with it and the patents issued. So I plan to develop that. Now, that's, that's a pretty big project for me mm -hmm. to develop something with that many, uh, that many variables and yeah, things to right. consider and stuff. But that's one of them. That's, that's cool. very cool. That's very exciting. I like that. That is, yeah, that I, is I like, a very like, big problem with strap-ons. <laughs> I like that idea of like both people are going to experience pleasure from this mm -hmm. thing. It's not just we're not just thinking one way, you know. Um, so, Steve, tell tell everybody where they can find you. And where once we once this show goes up, I'll you know the blog will go up, and I'll put the URLs in there and all that stuff. But at, right out of the horse's mouth, so to speak, tell everybody where they can find your stuff. So yeah, so probably uh, perfectfitbrand.com, just as it sounds, is mm -hmm. our, is our, our own website. We run that. We also have an Amazon store under Perfect Fit Brand. If you go to Amazon slash Perfect Fit Brand, mm -hmm. Amazon because we're uh, the branded, we own the brand. Uh, we actually can't put as many products on there as we'd like because there's, <laughs> long story, Amazon sort of is very careful about what words are used when it goes into oh, a yeah. web store. Oh, yeah, so, we know that. We know that. They might have categories called anal anal products. Yeah. You can't have a web store that has anal in it. Right. <laughs> so we can't sell all our products there, but we do very well on Amazon. So those are, those are two areas that we run. But then you'll also see our products on a lot of sites. So okay. if uh, – uh, like our Zorro strap-on, our Play Zone, top sellers in, uh, on top-rated products on Adam and Eve, which is the largest uh, mm -hmm. online retailer in the world. Uh, we sell other products there as well. And then basically, the Fat Boy series can be purchased at almost every store. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> how I feel. It's like usually they carry one or two of the models. I, I went to a lot of trouble to design a series of products there that was fit everybody. Mm -hmm. And so, if people walk in, they only see two. Chances are they're probably not going to get the right size. But just FYI, uh, we have a 100% money-back guarantee on all our products. So even if you go and you buy it from another retailer and it's not the right size, you just call us up or you actually send us a contact through our contact form on our website, and we will exchange it free of charge. Wonderful. That's magnificent. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big bonus. It really is. Well, Steve, I, I, you know, I, the stuff is great. I mean, I really – it's well-made. It's made with with integrity, and it's made with like from a designer's viewpoint, you know, a functional functionality, and uh, and and you 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 got your eyes and ears open to what's happening around you. I mean, really, it, it, you're doing it right, as far as I'm concerned. Um, or whatever that's. I completely that's agree. And, uh, it's worth a lot. Thank you so much. I love hearing that. Yeah. So we we thank you so much, Steve, for coming on Licky Non Vanilla. We're gonna. This is our about a half an hour break in here. So we have to take our time here. But anyway, um, that was uh, at Steve Callow. Steve, so thank you so, so much. Yes, absolutely. A perfect absolutely. fit. Go and go and 
check out his stuff, and we're gonna we're gonna blast as much uh, information as we can out there about it. Steve, thanks so much for your time, man. Really, um, you okay, be well. Thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll 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 be in touch. Thank you very much, Steve. Yes, thank okay. you. Bye bye, Steve. Bye bye. It's interesting stuff, huh, Chris? That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah, we got to really get him back cool on stuff. again. That was fantastic. I yeah, I love he, hearing someone who's really like changing how we think about sex toys and how we think about yeah, like yeah. all these different things. I really am excited about that. So that was a lot of fun. Absolutely. One of the. Do you want to hear? Do you have time down for? A yeah, give a good. Give us yeah, one more thing, Steve. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm really focusing on developing, and I'm going to be doing my own, um, my own pitches and a little podcast yeah. on some concepts. Um, but I'm trying to shift the thinking in the average male that's probably more heterosexually aimed or oriented uh, from thinking of sex toys as toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I, if you go to my website, you'll see a lot of sports, uh, sports-oriented photography. And, mm-hmm. the, and the reason being is that even though a lot of women are the buyers of my products for their, for their partner, for the men, the reality is we're, we still have to have the men want to try it. Mm-hmm. And so when I try and draw this a comparison is, you know, we design products as if, as as with the same amount of detail you'd bu- design any piece of sports equipment to improve your performance. Now, as a guy, if you go and you want to play ba- basketball, you put on a pair of sneakers and you have no shame that that's going to make your game. You're you're cheating by putting something on your feet and it's gonna make you jump <laughs> right. higher, right? Mm-hmm, right? That's considered acceptable. And that problem is is that that same thinking does not translate into products that could help you sexually. In no way says that you can't perform, you can't play basketball without sneakers. It says that when you put the sneakers on, you're probably going to play differently and better and maybe have a better experience. And and we're trying to get this idea that our products are sex gear. It's gear that you would buy that's intentionally designed to change or facilitate a better or different experience with your partner. And you're not the only one who benefits from this, but your partner does too. So, you know, I'm trying to get away. We had this whole thing with arousal rings, but really now the whole pitch is, you know, stop thinking of them as toys because as soon as you think of them as toys, then you're, then you're, you're, you're belittling all the, all the research and R&D and focus groups and all the stuff that we've done to create a product that really can alter that experience and make it something new, you know? And that is something that I'm really trying to get just that thinking to to the to the man. What do you guys think by that? I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I've always had a problem with sex toys being called sex toys. I mean, it's it's diminutive. It's doesn't you know. I I love the idea of using it and using the idea of it as an enhancement or like you mentioned before, using the sports metaphor. I think that's absolutely brilliant. I can't. I really want to applaud you for that. Well, the idea of the you know, I, I even like. I don't want to particularly bristle against the word toy, but I, I, I have, you know, and we, when Chris and I write reviews, we're writing reviews about uh, sex toys, adult, adult AIDS, however you want to say it. But, but there, there, there's something about the language. that's a bit pejorative, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and, and I, and I, because toy makes me think or the layman, not me, because, you know, I'm so fucking evolved, but <laughs> for the layman, you know, the layman's thinking, Oh, I have to bring this to bed because things are just not going well here. Mm-hmm. Or um, this is this is a trivial thing. It's a toy, you know. And, well, some and things are toys. Though, don't you agree? There there are things in the industry. Oh, that absolutely, are definitely absolutely. toys. Absolutely. You know, but then there's absolutely. two classes. Just like there's toys, 
Then there's gear. Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, and, you know, some of my products I'm trying to get through, I've been asked by the doctor community to medicalize them. You know, mm -hmm. so I have the products like the, like the PlayZone, which I say the PlayZone, but the exact fit rings. We make 14 sizes of cock rings. We're the only manufacturer in the world that even went to the trouble to assess why we had to do that. Yeah. You know, we spent two yeah. years focus group testing it to hire a third-party marketing agency. Right. You know, and we did a proper test because I really wanted, before I invested all this money, see, did it really make a difference? <laughs> and it did. Because <laughs> I knew well, it would. I, well, <laughs> and if, if you were to, if you were, if you, you know, you, you extrapolate the idea of, okay, it's it's just a toy, right? Then you, then you don't go to that next step. You, mm -hmm. you don't, if you're, if you're somebody who's interested not not a not a designer, but the but the layman, you wouldn't go to the next step sometimes and say, you know what, I don't know why these cock rings are not working. I need something else. But you know, it's just a cock. It's just mm -hmm. a cock, right? Right. As opposed to this is something that's important to me. It's important to my partner. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I, that that's why we have to have these discussions as well to bring these things, for want of a better term, out in the open so people feel right. comfortable and they realize that their sex lives are important. As, as much as important part of their lives as any, any other part of their Absolutely. Well, the reality is, I think, sorry, I think if people go into the store and they buy a cock ring and they don't have a good experience with it, then they're going to always think of cock rings as junky. Absolutely. And, that, that's, and there are probably a ton of people that are in that experience sexually across the board. Mm -hmm. You know, being, mm -hmm. a, you know, yeah. um, we've all heard those stories from partners where we get, you know, you start to play with somebody new or somebody becomes your new romantic partner and they'll, they'll relate a story to you of things they don't do or anymore because of an experience they had exactly. or something they wouldn't try because of an experience they had or somebody right. said this and they were, you know, and well, that's and, another really good one though. Right. Ralph, I'm on that one too. I say it all the time. You know, sex is probably the only thing that where people will say, if it didn't, if it hurt or didn't work the first time, I won't try it again. Mm -hmm. You know, and almost everything else, they're like, okay, what can I do to make it better? Do I buy something? Do I do I, exactly. do I, do I use yes, something yes. else or do I, you know, research it? It's like, you know, sex hurt, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> well, it's you, like, you, yeah, absolutely. We use a sports metaphor before. Right. Most things that we do, I don't know how well we do them the first time we do them. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I mean, I, you know, I'm thinking for my own experience i you know i i can if i can remember that far back you know the first time i didn't know what i was doing you know I'm like you know who i didn't know where anything was what i was doing so right. in anything any aspect of your existence so why wouldn't it be the same with your intimate life mm -hmm. but we're, we're so skittish with when it comes to that or to discuss it or have been taught not to talk about it that we don't and i think that it's a good thing that we do and it's a good thing that you're saying that you're you're like, you know, why wouldn't we need 14 different types? Mm -hmm. It makes sense. You researched it and you found out you did. Right. It's just the right. increment sizing just didn't work. The industry right. cheaped out. Mm -hmm. They made three sizes of rings to fit every man in the world. Right, right. <laughs> right. There and you go. Doesn't work. And, you yeah, know, and, and I called it a fun name. I called it the play zone. Like, make it <laughs> like a toy name because yeah. I knew how much it had to overcome to sell it to get no it. No kidding. The world. A big mm -hmm. jump. Big jump. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. if you guys are interested in looking, go to Adam and Eve and look for the Play Zone. If it's in stock, we run out there a lot. Um, okay. You read the reviews because you can see the consumers are the ones that tell the story. Right, you right. Know? And they may not even understand it, what what it is. They may not even talk about the sizing. They just say, wow, this product really fits great. This works for me. <laughs> yeah, right, right.
Exactly. That's great. I'd love to be on your show again, guys. You guys absolutely. Are great. Oh, well, I, absolutely. Do, you come on anytime, Steve. In yes. fact, uh, we're, we're not, we're not, we're coming over right now. Um, <laughs> All right. We're done. <laughs> well, again, Steve, thank you so much. Okay. And that's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. And uh, we're going to give a little station identification and Chris and I'll wrap it up. Thank you, Steve. Right. Thank okay, you so much. Thank you very much, Steve. Bye-bye, Steve. Bye-bye. What a great, what a great, That was fantastic. That was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we we only have great people here. Other than you and I, we have great people on the show. Yeah, I mean, right with now. the exception, but you know. yeah. Um, uh, let me just tell everybody where they are. They're at Licking Non Vanilla, and uh, with me, Ralph Greco, and over there is M. Christian. We were going to get somebody else on today, Chris, but it's not going to work. We had such a good discussion with Steve, and such an informative discussion. I didn't want to stop. I mean, I could talk to that guy all day, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Um, but you know, I think everything he was saying about function, mm-hmm. about, uh, just the nature of what we're doing and what we want to do and, you know, and not being skittish about it and kind of being, you know, cause we've come from a, where, where did we go? You and I were in San Francisco and did you take the me to, to Mr. Leather, Mr. Oh, Mr. S. Mr. S. And yeah, I gotta tell Mr. you, S. that S. was, like, that uh, was an, Oh, that's eye a, opener. That's a kink institution. I mean, they're yeah, they, yeah. You know, if, if anybody gets a chance, their their website is just Mr. S. Or I can't remember exactly. But yeah. you, if you type in Mr. S. Leather, you know, it'll usually pop up. But yeah, it's the store is amazing, and they've been around forever. I still remember when they were you know just a small little boutique. But yeah, it's a fantastic place to visit. It's got every kind of toy you can think of, from the oh. sublime to. I wouldn't say ridiculous, but you know, outrageous. Um, yeah, it was the staff pretty, there pretty is fantastic. I really can't rave about them enough. And it was hetero and homosexual, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so when we went in and uh, yeah, it was a, quite the eye opener. Um, and I, <laughs> there's stores like that in the city, in New York City, here, you know, where I, I live in New Jersey, and uh, you know, these there seems to be some, and now, you know, and now, this is way back in the day before things were rampant on the net, but. When Chris and I are, we're, we're talking about, I was like oh nine or 10 when we were there, but now, like like Steve was just saying, you can go to his site and go to Adam and Eve. Um, there's a ton of store. There's a ton of places to find stuff online, and usually through reviews, because Chris and I have written reviews, or mm-hmm. through the knowledgeable people on the site, you can usually get some good insight to what you're going to buy. Yeah, you know, yep. like somebody like Steve. Steve is talking about a very uh, well researched and reasoned um, experience when you go to when you go to Perfect Fit there, you know. So uh, that's what you want when you're buying these mm-hmm. these items. Um, but I, I'm just interested all the time in in the progression of the culture, mm-hmm. like how things change and what people are looking at, you know. I think it's fascinating hearing someone, especially someone who talks about the engineering of it. Uh, yeah, that's cool, you know, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Because it's like sometimes, like with sex toys, I mean, I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to like level blame at them, but sometimes it just, they kind of feel like, oh, we need to produce a butt plug, so we're just going to produce a butt plug. Steve, on the other hand, yeah. really thinks it, you know, really kind of mm-hmm. like doesn't just produce a toy to produce a toy to meet a need, but really, really puts thought into the engineering, how it's going to function, you know, all these different kind of things. So seeing that kind of passion and dedication is really wonderful. And that's something you're, you know, it's not just exclusive to Steve, though I think he articulated it, you know, really, really well that, you know, we have other companies, some of them like are, you know, you know, women run and operated. Some of them are like, again, working for different audiences, but really putting mm-hmm. a lot of th- thought into rethinking what sex, what sex 
uh, aids or appliances or equipment, you know, is, which I think is absolutely wonderful. Well, you know, and, and you said it, you just said it too. You and I work from the marketing standpoint. You and I are writing reviews. We're writing copy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're worrying about uh, those, you know, from trying to get people to buy the product from what we what we write about the product, right? Mm-hmm. And to meet and talk to somebody who's all about the designing, you know, the functionality of it and patents and all that real kind of like minutia mm-hmm. is really cool because we don't talk. We just we usually just get the thing and say, look, make this sound good. Make this <laughs> make people come to this site, you know, blog about this. And that's what we do. That's that's exactly mm-hmm. what we do. And that's that's our function. But I don't I don't I never think about pat- patents and, you know, it's like 500, 500 page patent is like, that's crazy. No, for, it's just, for, oh, it's bonkers. Right? I never I mean, imagined about, that. I mean, it's just like think I about mean, putting that together. Oh, yeah, geez. It's mind boggling. Oh, I mean, I, I, oh, I just have no comprehension of how much work uh, that either. must be. I mean, of course, you know, yeah. like anything else, it's like the more you do, the easier it gets. But still, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. like gee, that's a, that's intimidating. Yeah. And then some, <laughs> I know, right. It just blows my mind, but that was cool. It was cool. And I, you know, he, I, I had gotten in touch with his publicist from way, but she, she reached out, um, for sex, for sex files for my, for mm-hmm. my written column, um, on short and sweet. And then I said, oh, okay, I'll talk to him for that. And then I said, wait a minute, we got to have him on, on looking on vanilla. Cause this is going to be cool. You know, we'll be able to talk about something that's interesting to people. And I think is important to people, you know? Thank you for doing um, that. I really, I thought I had a blast, and definitely we got to get no, back it's on great. again because it's, it's great. Yeah, uh, I we, mean, we, there's we, all we, kinds I, of things I'd lo- I want. I'm now I'm thinking I wish I'd ask him about because oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, it's really it's just like, like you know it's, it's like it's like a spree to escalate for sex toys, which I know I mispronounced that horribly, but <laughs> you know it's just like you know it's just I just want to hear so much more about it, like his thoughts yeah. on like these toys and how they're I mean not toys again. AIDS or whatever you want to call well, it. Well, yeah, whatever, you, know. however you want. And, we're, and we, we say toys, we're not using it in a pejorative. No, no, Absolutely. but I do wish we we had a different word for it. And that's something I've, yeah. you know, I know both of us have written about before. It's like, you know, toys make it feel non-threatening, which is a positive, but it also, like you said, is a pejorative term and it doesn't really yeah, address. Just a bit. You know. Yeah. yeah. But like he said, but Steve was right too. There's some instances that toys, you want to use the word toys. Yes. That's right. That's what yeah. it is, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um. Like it's for for you and I, there's some instances you want to use stud. Yes. And, and you know, and, you know, but other instances, just, just Chris and Ralph. You know? so that's all matters. Well, anyway, we, as I was, I mean, the time flies here, Chris, right? Oh, it's, absolutely it really delightful. Does. Always fun, Robbie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we thank you for listening to the Licking Non-Vanilla. We are uh, prompting you to go to the website as well as. Check us out on mm-hmm. Red Circle and YouTube, a whole bunch of places. And uh, we also prompt you to give us to write us because we know there's people listening, and I, I'd love to hear from you. We can hear there, your breathing. We we're around. <laughs> yeah, right. When we're we're kind of being heard around the world, I think globally, as they say, and we'd love to hear from you. So don't be shy. Write us, please. And uh, but for now, we thank you very much for listening to Licking Non Vanilla as. You seem to always be doing, or maybe this is the first time you're listening. We're, we're, we want you to come back. My name is Ralph Greco, and over there, that's my co-host. That's Chris, otherwise known as M. Christian. And uh, he's the man. I'm not the man. He's the man. <laughs> but um, we had Steve Callow on today from Perfect Fit, and we thank you very much for listening. We thank you, Steve. And we'll see you next time, my little droogs. Bye-bye. And visit us on the web at www.lickingnonvanilla.com.